Now, do you think it's the right move to close schools yet again? Yes, in principle we do, for two reasons. One is that the scientific evidence does show us that this new Delta variant is more debilitating on children than before. Therefore, it makes sense to keep children safe as we see exponential uh, rise in cases in housing. The second is that, uh, you know, we have to have a belief in government that it's acting in the best interest of the child, the best interest of South South Africans, and in the best interest of the economy. And UNICEF being a child-centered agency that is working in the best interest of the child, as the custodian of the CRC, Convention on the Rights of the Child, we do support and believe that it's the right decision. And it's a temporary decision. The third thing is that uh, you would agree with me that the impact on, uh, on, on school calendar would have been one week, but then schools will be opening one week earlier. So in terms of loss of learning time, Generally, we, we, we don't believe that there is. Unless, of course, the, the, the wave goes longer and then the extension ends being more than the 14 days the president announced the other day. Now, UNICEF has been vocal about the impact of school closures during the pandemic. Could it have been avoided? As uh, uh, you mentioned just now, and uh, we all have been starting to realize and pick up that children are also, uh, you know, infected by this uh, Delta variant? Yes, so the question of whether the closure would have been avoided is is a difficult one to answer. But yes, it would have been avoided if all of us were behaving very well, that we know we social distance, we, we, we wear masks wherever we go, we avoid gatherings as much as we can. But I think there is a degree to which we kind of became confident as a country that the worst was behind us and there were relaxation in, 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 by people, not by institutions, in terms of adhering to the basic protocols to prevent COVID. You would have seen a, a taxi industry operator being interviewed the other day and saying how much they have problems convincing people to actually wear masks. So it, is, it would have been avoided, I think, had we as a people really adhere to some of these very basic uh, uh, rules and not kind of become overconfident that we could uh, we, we, we could just overcome without a change. But now that it did, it did come, I think the question of avoiding school closure altogether still remains a tough one because what happens if children would be infected and affected? No. Let's just reflect on some of uh, the consequences of concern that come uh, with a pause in learning. Uh, I read an article uh, just yesterday and was speaking about uh, how um, this, you know, the some children have been going to school alternate days, the government sector and some private schools, as well as uh, looking at other private schools where schooling has been going on like normal on a daily basis, which is Monday to Friday. But some of the, the consequences that come with, uh, especially in the foundation phase, where children need to be grounded in what they learn so that as they get older and go into higher grades, they have a proper structured foundation of better understanding and, uh, you know, clarity in terms of what work needs to be done and how it needs to be done, especially in mathematics, um, English language, and so on. What, what do you think the major concerns are? You are, you are 100% right. And schools indeed are, are more than centers of instruction. They are safe spaces for children in many ways. 
there are spaces where children get mental psychosocial support through peer-to-peer, uh, you know, learning, play, interactions. You know, there are spaces where children get to hone certain skills beyond the academics, including those who may find they, are, they, are, they may be the best artists in the future. You know, they meet the best engineers. So schools are not just uh, one place for uh, cognitive uh, acquisition of cognitive knowledge. It is much more than that. And any absence or any closure of school when children are absent impacts on children significantly. Not least of which is that a number of children that may be coming from homes that may be having problems like domestic violence and all that, they kind of do get shelter in schools. You know, children who don't have good nutrition at home, they do get the school nutrition program when they're in school. And so schools serve multiple purposes beyond education. And we are in principle advocating for the awful opening of schools. But how do you balance that interest and desire with a scenario where there is this debilitating phenomenon that can impact on children to the extent that we might lose them? I'll give you an example. I was in a school in deep rural Limpopo, and in that particular school, one, two teachers and three students had become positive with social distancing. And that was with the previous uh, variants. What if, what would happen if we then open schools fully and give the department the credit that the schools were to be fully open, the rotational timetable was to change come August, which is just like one month before the declaration of, 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 of this lockdown. So balancing all these uh, in all probabilities, would mean that uh, you really strike a fine balance between ensuring the continuity of learning and also the safety of children, the school nutrition program, the fact of schools being places where children can interact and play. And play is therapeutic, and play is an avenue for learning. But in this case, this one is a temporary uh, measure that we hopefully will not last long, 